Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. The letters of the Bible. Father, for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus as we go through this book of Romans and this particular chapter of Romans. We use a King James Version Bible. Please follow along with us in a King James Version Bible. We're going to find out today about why Christians, another reason why Christians have false doctrine and problems. We found out the last time, uh, when we, I mean, uh, when we were studying, and it said that there was something in, that Paul had said something in the Bible. And of course, you couldn't find it anywhere else in the Bible. So, and it didn't make sense because it's nonsense. And of course, that's um, having to do with the spirit groaning and all of that nonsense. And so, that verse we found was added. Okay. And it wasn't really put there by Paul. It's a test from God. You know, you believe nonsense when you listen to the Holy Spirit. We're going to have another example of that today. And, of course, the growing one has caused many people to believe nonsense about tongues in Babel. Which, of course, we know is not what God wants from us and does not accept. Jesus never did, and it's just nonsense. Today, we're going to continue looking at this sinner's prayer thing I told you last time. Um, when we were reading in Romans chapter 10, which is where we are, that this they've come up with in... Uh, verse 9 of Romans 10, and they make some kind of a sinner's prayer out of it. If you say this prayer, supposedly it's going to save you or bring you into the kingdom of heaven, which we showed Paul wasn't talking to the believers, meaning Gentile people that become believers. He was talking to Israel. And continuing on, in the chapter here, we're going to pick it up in verse 11. And again, we find here in verse 11 a problem. We sure do. I had a big problem with this verse. As I was doing my study, getting ready for this, okay, 
So you got to understand these are tests that is allowed to be put in the Bible. So let's read Romans chapter 10, beginning in verse 11 first. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And I'm going to stop right there. Normally I go through the whole rest of the chapter or whatever kind of chapter we're going to study. But this time I'm going to stop right there because this is what we're going to talk about. Now I've looked at the references. I've looked in the Old Testament for the scripture, and there is no such thing as for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. There is no scripture that says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And remember, we looked at that in chapter 9, verse 33. Let's take a look at it again. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Now, in verse 33 of chapter 9, it appears that it's the scripture saith, but there is no scripture, and I told you then, there is no scripture that saith that whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. We figured out that Paul was talking about this Zion, the stumbling zone, a stone, and rock of offense, which of course is Jesus, and the rest of the verse was connected to Jesus. Whoever believeth on Jesus shall not be ashamed. Okay. But it's not scripture, meaning it wasn't in the Old Testament, and you can't find it. So I'm back here in chapter 10, verse 11, and it says the same thing again for the scriptures say at this time. But you see, up here in verse 33, it doesn't say, as it is written, whosoever believeth in him shall not be ashamed. We figured out that that part is not the part that was written. So, now we've got, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. We've got it again, and this time, there is no scripture that says that. There's nothing that says anything like that. The closest that I could come to something like that, saying anything like that is it says, whosoever believeth on him shall not make haste or not be in a hurry. Okay? That's, that's the closest I can get to that verse. So again, so what has been added here? What is the problem? For the scripture saith that part. Okay? It's just someone that is Translating, we're doing the translating, put that in. See, as it is written, behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense. Uh, verse 33. 
And so the translators added, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. But the scriptures don't say that, so Paul would have never written that. So, there you go again. The scripture doesn't say that. The Old Testament, the New Testament is not scripture at the time that Paul was writing, okay? There was no New Testament. So you can't look in the New Testament for what is written. You understand? So, he's saying, very simply, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Again, same thing as he said before, but it has nothing to do with written in Scripture because it's not written in Scripture. It's the result of, behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense. Okay. So now we understand that for the Scripture saith was just put in there by the translator making it, you know, seem more powerful. Now, let's go forward to picking it up in verse 12. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Okay. And I'm going to read to the end of the chapter, and then we'll go over it. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent, as it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went unto all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are not a people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hand unto a disobedient and gainsay people. Let's take a look at what Paul is talking about. Going back to verse 12. For there is no difference between Jew and Greek. So Paul is bringing us back now and making us understand that he was talking about the Jews before. He was talking about Israel before. He was trying to explain about them and he wished that they knew what he knew that they had all the information that he had so that they could understand who Jesus was 
But verse 12 is letting us know, bringing us back now, Paul, that there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. So now he's going to include the Gentiles. For the same Lord overall is rich to all that call upon him. Now here we go again. And again, let's understand that there's two Lords, okay? One is Lord Jesus, and when Paul is talking about Lord Jesus, that means the supreme and authority Jesus over the church, the shepherd, God sent the Messiah. He says, Lord Jesus. Okay? He's referring to him as Lord. All right? Lord Jesus. This Lord that he's referring to is not Jesus, okay, is not Jesus. It is talking about God the Father, okay? And so here we go again. You have to understand there's a separation and a difference between Jesus and God. So, as he continues, for the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. Now, we all know that Paul would never tell anyone to pray to Jesus. Paul wouldn't. Jesus didn't tell us to pray to him. He told us to pray to God. So Paul wouldn't go against what Jesus told us to do. So calling upon Jesus to help you is not what Paul is talking about. He's talking about God. And we'll find out that as we continue the study. So, see, if you change this truth into that it's Paul saying, call upon Jesus, then guess what? Number one, you're misrepresenting what Paul is talking about. And number two... You're changing who Jesus was. So, that we understand that Paul is talking about God, if you call upon God, that he's going to take care of you. That's what Paul is saying. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, again... People use this verse and say, call on the name of Jesus. Say he's your Lord and Savior, and that's it, and you're a part of the kingdom. That's not what's being said there. And you know that because guess what? This is written in the scriptures. And we'll find out who Paul is talking about. So there is no, no confusion on who Jesus, who Paul is talking about. I want us to hold our place in Romans, and I want us to go to Joel. Okay? Let's take a look at Joel. And when, which is another important part, when is Paul talking about? Is he talking about now, today? (laughs) I mean, even then, in the time of Paul, 
that one he's talking about? You'll find out if you look at um, Joel chapter 2. And I want us to go and start... In verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and shall your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens. In those days will I pour out my spirit. Now, doesn't that sound familiar to you? That part of Joel? It's an X. Yeah, it's an X. Now, you got three places you're going to hold. <laughs> Romans, Acts, and Joel. So go to Acts, chapter 2. And I want you to go to verse 14, just so you understand what's going on here and what Paul is talking about. Verse 14, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judah, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words, for these are not drugs. Uh, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and has come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants... And on a handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Okay? So, you understand that we're looking at that? That is talking about that event occurred with Peter. Okay? So, we're now... Now, we're going to go forward in Joel here, and we're going to see what it says. In verse 30, says, And I will show wonders in the heavens and in earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Has that happened yet? No. But Peter experienced the first part. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Is the great and terrible day come yet? No. Of the Lord? No. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said. And in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. And so... This is talking about end times. And we're talking about the day of the Lord. And we're talking about the calling upon the true, the true Lord. 
okay, calling upon Israel, calling upon the Lord. And if you bring up Joel, and I should have told you to do this before, and you look at verse 32, you're going to see that that word is not supreme in authority. It is Yahweh shall call upon the name of Yahweh shall be delivered. So, when this all occurs, they will be blessing and calling on the name of Yahweh. They're not going to be calling and blessing Jesus, okay? You understand? So, Paul is talking about God here. And that is who you're going to be calling upon. And let's go back to verse 12 in Romans chapter 10. For there is no difference between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. The Lord meaning God. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord... Yahweh shall be saved, shall be delivered. That's right. From the terribleness that's going on. If you still believe in God, see, at this time, Satan's going to be on earth pretending to be God, pretending to be Yahweh, okay? That's who he's pretending to be. And if you're not worshiping him, at that time when Jesus arrives on earth, then guess what? You're still worshiping the true God. And so you will be delivered from the wrath of God and the punishment of God. So I just told you all that so you understand this is talking about God the Father, all right, and when it's going to occur. 14. So now we know that Paul is talking about God the Father, believing in God the Father. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So Jews or Gentiles, guess what? If you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in Yahweh, then how are you going to call upon him, trust in him, worship him, and not be worshiping Satan? if you don't believe in him, you know. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? So if you haven't believed, if you don't, then how can you believe in something that you haven't heard about? So if nobody's teaching you about God Almighty and what he's done for you by sending Jesus to earth, okay, that's the good news. God is the one that's done this. God has sent the Messiah. He sent Jesus. And Jesus died on the cross. God raised him from the dead. And guess what? Our sins are covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay? Our sins are covered upon the blood of Jesus Christ. 
covered by that blood. If you haven't heard about God the Father and what he did for you, then how can you believe it? See, look. Let's look at verse 9 up here. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You understand, it's talking about what God the Father did for you. Okay, and part of what God the Father did for you was he was dwelling with Jesus. His logos was placed in Jesus so Jesus would know what to do when he was on this earth for God. He was human. Jesus was human. He wasn't God. But he had the logos of God placed in him so he would know what God wanted him to do. So God was dwelling with Jesus. But Jesus wasn't God. There's a difference. So, Paul is saying, how shall they believe of him who they have not heard? How are they going to believe what God did for them? About God, Father, about Jesus, about what Jesus did on earth. And how shall they hear without a preacher? So, Paul's continuing and he's saying that unless someone tells them about it, and unless there's someone to tell them about it, then then guess what? They can't know who God is, who Jesus is. 15, and how shall they preach except they be sent? Okay, so this is important. You can't just send yourself. God has to send you. All right? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So you understand that this was written, and let's go to Isaiah 52. Hold your place, 7. Isaiah 52, 7. Verse 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publish peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publish salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. You understand? You understand? Here, we found it in scriptures. Okay, we found it in the scriptures. So Isaiah was talking about preaching the good news about what God did and about Jesus, about the Messiah. See, the good news isn't just about Jesus. It's about God and what he did. So it tells us, going back to Romans, that Isaiah wrote about those that were going to be preaching the good news. Bring glad tidings of good things. 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. 
they have not all obeyed the gospel, the good news. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So, not everyone is going to be believing and being and telling the truth. 17. So then faith cometh by hearing. Okay. You can't get faith unless you've heard something about God. All right. Unless you know something about Jesus. Okay. It just doesn't pop into your head. You will hear about it. And hearing by the word of God. And what are you going to hear? You're going to hear the word of God, meaning someone's going to tell you something about Bible scenes. And that is how you hear about God. And then that is how you can believe. The only way you can believe. But I say, have they not heard? So Paul is asking, have they not heard? And he's talking about the brethren now. He's going back to Israel. Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. Yes, they heard the words. But I say, did not Israel know? Did not Israel know? And Paul was explaining, it was written, it was told to them. First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people. And by a foolish nation, I will anger you. So, now Paul is talking about um, that Israel is going to be made jealous because God has allowed the Gentiles to be brought in to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. Verse 20, But Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not, I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. Paul is letting us know that God is talking about he sent Jesus. And Jesus was here on earth, walking on earth. And the Gentiles saw Jesus. They sure did. And they didn't seek after Jesus. They didn't ask for Jesus. They didn't know about Jesus. But they saw him. But to Israel, he saith, all day long, I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. So Paul is letting us know that the Gentiles, you know, they were not called by God. They weren't a nation of God. God hadn't been talking to them for many, many years and generations. But Israel, he had. Israel, he kept calling to them. He kept sending his prophets to them. He kept calling out to them. But all they were doing was being disobedient 
disobedient and contrary to him. That's all that they kept doing. And that completes Romans chapter 10. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.